0: To a special edition of the Watchers Film Show, I'm Terence Marshman Edwards. I'm Matthew Ford, and I'm Rhys Jones. And today we are getting together to talk about the 25th Bond film, No Time to Die. As you will know, uh, we are all Bond fans. Uh, Rhys and I took on the challenge of the Bondathon in 2012 to watch what was then 23. Uh, bond films over the course of one weekend which we managed to do so if you want to check out anything to do with that uh the website for that is the watches charity bondathon 2012 so can have a look at the madness of that weekend and so you know what so, also is
1: great sorry what's great as well that, is if you literally just search and google bondathon 2012
0: we pop up in all of the world we well, pop up that's wonderful I never knew that. That's brilliant. I swear so not, we just pop up. We did the Bondathon for charity, but we also did it to celebrate the uh, 50th anniversary of Bond because it was 2012 and Skyfall was to commemorate Something. the 50th. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, obviously, there have been two films more now. We had Spectre. Yeah. Two we've films in no,
1: nine years. High. Well, done. So, <laughs>
0: So oh, we're gonna talk about we are gonna talk about our thoughts, feelings, um, gripes, groans, moans, anything and everything to do with no time to die. So before we begin, first of all, clearly, obviously, spoilers. Feeling this is gonna get quite spirited, so there's probably gonna be some bad language, so just keep keeping yes. an eye out for that as well. So
1: Right. The thing I want to say is let's talk about it on its merits as a film on its own, and then let's talk about the wider, you know, Cray era, the 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 Bond franchise, the, the what it means, you know, on the larger yeah. um, franchise. I think that's the only way we're going to do this without bleeding minds and tears in our eyes and trying to trying to you know. Talk about this in a in a, a fluid yeah. kind of way. So what do you think?
0: No, I think that's I think that's yep. perfectly fine. I think that's fine. I think that's a good way of doing it. Although it might get difficult in some places to separate yes it from the whole whole thing, but we'll we try our it. Just just as going, oh, yeah. we'll
2: try our best. I enjoyed it. It's not the strongest of Craig's Bond films. Yes, I. I enjoyed it but it is it is disappointing. I think there's there's no no getting around it. I don't think I feel as passionately as Reese does about the film but I think generally yeah, enjoyed it but there are I have gripes. Is uh is how I would sum up some of my feelings on the film. D-
1: to be honest with you, it's not the same feeling I had with Endgame and I'm I've mentioned it and I'm not going to say anything else about that but but it's not Endgame for me again.
2: Oh, no, no, um, no.
1: I, I I agree with what Matt just said, actually. Absolutely. I feel when I'm looking at it as a film in its own right, as in one Bond film, let's judge it on this Bond adventure, um, I feel the same as Matt, that there's good moments in it. There's some mm. really good moments in it, and there's some really good ideas and some really good character development. And... and um bits that I enjoyed but like Matt unfortunately for me there's more that outweigh the good with gripes and more than gripes just bad filmmaking and bad story choices and and, and bad characters and just some re- really bad bits and I'll you know, delve into that in a little bit um, that's my overview quickly there Tezza
0: oh there's a sigh it's a tough one. I I don't know if I'm disappointed or again I'm I'm very much in the same mind as as, as TV there was there were bits I liked, there were bits I enjoyed. There's a lot that I didn't. Mm. Or a lot or a lot that I felt could could have been done better. I mm. think that's probably it. Um, right. I will start with the good points. Let's go with the, the good. The, Let's go with the good. Let's go round with the group and do good. Yeah. This is. The, I'll go with these are the bits that I enjoyed, you know, kind of, because I think that's going to be the fairest way of doing it. Yes. Um... First of all, bloody love the song. Billie Eilish, absolutely amazing, very Bond theme song, really love it. And the opening sequence, uh, the visual design for that was just spot on, really enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed the fact that uh, they made Q Gay
2: yes a yeah,
0: where he's having his date night and also a lovely little throwaway moment yeah fine but i loved it i thought that was really really good um i thought several of the performances were very strong i particularly liked um lashana lynch as nomi i liked uh, anna diamas as uh, paloma um I even quite liked the guy who played the the, the nerdy scientist, uh, David Denchik. Um, uh, there were there were a couple of very impressive um, visual action sequences that I thought worked quite well. Um, That really is about it.
1: Right. go on, Matt. Go on, Matt.
2: Do your good list. What my good list? What I noticed when I was watching No Time to Die is the action scenes and just how, yeah, like you say, there's there's not been many Bond films over the years, but when there are, just the just how classy the action is in a Bond film and and No Time to Die in particular. The the scene the the standout scene for me was the forest um that 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 haze yeah. forest yeah, yeah. To, it's like oh tez is shaking his head you're allowed to say you I, like oh. it go 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 Get you're all right no just no i thought i thought that was really nicely nicely done um and the whole scene before the credits uh the graveyard and the chase chase scene uh, just, oh mm. oh and i'm all right in thinking as well the the Towards the the final scene in the the lair in Rami Malik's lair, where you've got Bond going up the st- that that felt like it was one shot, or it was it was done it, as one it's shot. It's a
1: one shot, yeah. There are edit points, but you're right; it is a quote unquote one shot styled effect. Yeah.
2: Mm, mm. Now, the the action I thought was yeah great and um, points that Tess makes, but for me that's yeah that's about again about as far as I would. As far as I'd go. Okay. Uh, For me, the good.
1: I enjoyed the opening action sequences. I enjoyed it when it was being a Bond film. I enjoyed it when it wasn't trying to preach. I enjoyed it when it was true to the character. And I enjoyed it up to a point as daniel craig's last outing Hmm. i was watching it and i was smiling and i was enjoying the film um but at the same time i was kind of like my my eye was twitching uh the same as when i watched quantum of solace back in
2: 2008 i was twitching um oh god it's not about quantum of solace i really
1: i really enjoyed anna de De character uh, for the brief uh, scene that she was in, um, I I did like the throwaway remark about Q. Um, you know, I can talk about shoehorning in wokeness and bits and pieces, but it was nice to have that there. It, it made sense for who yes. the character was created
0: from Skyfall onwards. Also, I'm sure I'm sure you're both aware uh, Ben Whishaw, who plays Q, is openly gay. I had no clue, mm-hmm. not a clue.
1: No, yes. not a clue. Anyway, yeah. so there we are. That's nice then. That's great. Yeah. And he's
2: the voice of Paddington. I knew that bit. Yeah. It is voice of Paddington. Yeah. I
1: mean, that, <laughs> that that is the the good. Um, oh, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to start off on the bad because I will.
0: No, that's fine. Um, I'm, I'm going to start off I on want, the bad. I'll
1: start some points and I'll pause between. I won't go into a rant. I won't go into a rant because. I want to try and do this for once eloquently and with some kind of decorum because I've had time to think about it. It's not a raw, you fuckers kill my character. Um, This is not that Mm. chat Um, because we're talking about uh, the film, the film is in its own right. Oh, although that would have been fun. Uh, (laughs) 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 Right. I've said this before about Daniel Craig Bond films and I've said it till I'm blue in the face there is a point in a Daniel Craig Bond movie when you've it, when you watch them for the first time in the cinema and you know, you're going to be in a bad position when you're watching this, this particular Bond film. And it's the opening scenes. And it's the opening moment of the film. And they don't do a simple thing of getting a fucking gun barrel. Correct. And at that point of the film, I literally went, Oh, this is going to be shit. And and here's my evidence for that um, about this particular film, and I'll, I'll keep it brief. Uh, Casino Royale, uh, a good film, one of the best, uh, better Bond films, um, to a point. They had a gun barrel sequence, and they they made it fit into the the film, and it made sense. It made sense within that film because it that really could have been called Bond Begins. I don't want to go into the history of Bond because we'll talk about that in a second but my point with the gun barrels is Quantum of Solace had the gun barrel at the end of the film we all know about that so they fucked it Skyfall had the fucking gun barrel at the end of the film again but that was alright it was an enjoyable film it's one of that film the more you watch it the, the more holes you get into it spectre people slag off but i'll say it now spectre to me is is the most bondian um mm-hmm. daniel craig movie and it had the fucking gun yeah. barrel at the right point and it was shot it re, they remade the shot and it was classic and it looked like connery walking across the screen um no cgi it was traditional 2d animation and then this one comes along and they have the gun barrel but no fucking blood coming down and well no. the two fucking woke to have some blood on the screen um number one that's my first gripe and i was seconds into the film um but i i did say to myself (laughs) don't be that guy don't i said to myself don't be that guy the most of the gripes i've got with this film is um the self-referential links to old bond movies and relying on our nostalgia to convince us that what we're watching is a good Bondian movie or moment. And I'm not talking about using theme song. That's a theme song. I'm talking about like the opening scene, the most Bondian action sequence I've ever seen Daniel Craig be in was the opening sequence of this movie. And it was because he was driving around the DB5 with machine guns popping out and and stuff coming out the back. And it was literally a homage to Goldfinger. And you're like, Right, so you're 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 reusing ideas from Goldfinger, but Goldfinger and all those other movies don't exist in this universe because you reset the clock at the start of Casino Royale. And I'll bring that point up later on in the rest of the film because there's lots more of it. And I'll give you one more example. um, Using the music from On Her Majesty's Secret Service... Um, which again, if you know your Bond, Bondy, and your, your Bond movies, while I was watching this film, I literally went, "Oh, this is not going to end well because they're using fucking on industry Secret Service music. Some fuck is going to die by the end of this film."
0: I didn't have a problem with there not being any blood on the gun barrel because of the transition that then went into the um, the shot of the uh, the snow and the forest and everything. So that kind of yeah, wasn't bothered by that. opening scene you see madeline as a young girl how old would you say she's meant to be in that
1: i know know. the math doesn't run right no
0: Mm. um so madeline is a under i see i was thinking under 10 i was thinking under 10. i don't know Mm. anyway so you see madeline uh is uh, as a child her mother is killed uh by Safin, uh who has come to seek revenge for the death of his family by her father who is Mr White who was played by Jesper Jesper Kristensen in Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace not sure if he was in Skyfall as well no, anyway in the anyway so like oh tie back then obviously that you you see that this is meant to be a flashback to previous time and then Madeleine Uh, And James are in Italy, having a lovely time, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Now then, I could not get away from the whole thing of going, right, okay, so how old was she supposed to be? And how old is she now? And Rami Malek is, even if you say that it's 20 to 25 years, say... Yeah, because Leia. I don't know how old Leia to do is. Um, I think she's in her. I think she's probably mid to late thirties. But whether Man- yeah, so you've got to work out how long ago was that, and how no. I mean, that I mean, could be why you've got the the no mask, the white no mask to cover the fact that obviously underneath it, Rami Malek is the age he is now. Old.
1: Yeah.
0: But my brain was going, it, the maths doesn't work out because you're not given any kind of time frame. You are, however, given it then at the end of that, once he uh, thinks that she's betrayed him and packs her off yeah. on a train, God knows where. I agree that the opening sequence, the, the action sequence with the bike and with uh, then getting into the, the Aston Martin and the, the whirlwind thing, they're generally very good. But something that they did time and time again really pissed me off was the hand cam. There was too much of handheld shots shaking when you didn't need them. That's a particular bugbear of mine is most action films and this one was no exception. And it's disorientating, it's unnecessary and it made it look cheap. It really did. And that took me out of several of the moments. One of the other problems that I have with the film, and it's, it's something going to, it links into what Matt said about the sequence in the forest. The lighting, or lack of, throughout was very noticeable and very distracting. There were a lot of scenes I couldn't tell you who, what was going on. I'm sorry, this is a film with a multi-million pound budget. Where the hell did it all go and why can't you have some lighting? Do you know <laughs> what I mean? I mean? It's things like that. I, mean, I don't know if I'm just kind of getting a bit crossy in, in, in my old age, but I was looking at kind of going, I can't really tell you what's going on. I can't see what's going on. I can't really, you know, kind of the, the shaky cams making me feel a bit sick. For no reason, and it's just like, why are you doing this? This is—I know it's a—it's a—I know it's a directorial choice. I know it's a—it's definitely a choice, but it was the wrong choice for me. But Matt, um,
2: gripes that I've got with the film:
0: people <laughs> saying
2: that Rainey Malik was a good um, Bond villain. Oh, thank God, he's hardly he in it. He was he's hardly in it.
1: Absolutely terrible. He. he doesn't really have
2: that much to do. He
1: mumbled. Sorry, Matt. Mumbled all the way through.
0: He had that problem. He's he Rami Malek is generally generally speaking a good actor. But here it's what he's he's reading. Yeah. He's not the script and the characterization of Saffin. For fuck's sake, the character's name is Lucifer. Yeah. Lucifer Saffin. I mean, how fucking blatant do you want to be? He is a good actor. He has not been given a good character in this, and as such does what he can with it, which isn't much. Which is basically be a bargain basement doctor no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all well, okay. the rumours that he was supposed to no, be was the flying around. Yeah,
1: and you look at the character, you go, "Oh right, they're wine-washing again."
0: <laughs> I'm also going to say, I I need to say this because again, uh, can we please stop with having villains that are facially disfigured? It but is. that's a Bond trait, though, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's... yeah it's, but it's narrow-minded. It's a throwback to a time when that was seen as acceptable. It is no longer acceptable. Please do something different.
1: Yeah, I agree. I do agree. It's There's just an original.
0: Old, you don't old have to... now. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's an old idea, and especially because you have it with Blofeld,
1: yeah, that's part who of the is. character. If you're going to re- revisit Blofeld in the future, have yeah. have the character as Blofeld. Be scarred, be yeah. bald. You know, go full hog. Yeah.
0: But don't. Yeah, adding another villain who is yeah. facially disfigured when you're creating
1: that, new, create it. new. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, yeah, the the some of the acting in it left a lot to be desired. Rami Malek was one. Um, but uh, 90% of it is down to what the actors have been given. Go
1: on, Matt. Anything else, buddy? Anything else?
0: Yeah. It kind of picks up on what, Reese, what you were
2: saying. But even if you didn't know the whole... If you hadn't gone on the internet and known about Danny Boyle and why he left and all, all the spoilers there, it was obvious Bond was going to die. It was... For, from the minute where he quotes George Lazerby and goes, we have all the time in the world and the strings come on, Louis Armstrong, it's yeah. like... Oh, we know where this is going. We know where this is going. Really it end, wasn't. Yeah, you, it didn't have the impact that it should have done because you
0: knew you knew what was coming. I'll give you this though. Yeah, with that, one of the prior to going in, I did say um, I had a few thoughts on how the plot was going to start, um, and I genuinely did think that. It was going to come to pass with the um, when I heard the "We've got all the time in the world" thing, I did think that they were going to kill Madeline in the first act to I get back into action, yeah. which frankly would have been lazy storytelling. I thought
1: they were going to do Tracy. Not them.
0: entirely convinced that what they've done is any better.
1: Yeah, the running time of the film is the longest running James Bond film in history and I'm going to tell you this, you can cut 45 minutes out of that film, and not just with an edit, you can cut 45 minutes of that film out with what I call a script edit and just standing back a little bit. If you, as a plot device, decide that, because this is what they've done, right? They've decided by making this film that that Daniel Craig's going to do one more film. So in essence, what they're saying is, at the end of Spectre, Bond doesn't go off into the sunset with his girl, Acker western style, that's not what Mm. we want. We want we want to and in this film we need James Bond back in MI6 and working as an agent and he's back in the fold for for our story. We, we want it to be a Bond film. We want it to have a Bond film. So they spend 45 minutes of the film reintroducing you to Bond and and the world as if you're a fucking idiot. For me, the easiest way to get round that obstacle, and we should have just had five years later. And he's either in M's office or he's on a mission, or you know, or or, or you, you just get straight to the meats and bones, and you you get the, and then from there there the adventure, like you know, X Y Z can still happen. But yet you you get rid of some interesting bits, but you just put them in a different part of the movie. Do you know what I mean? Like like do you know what I mean? It was just it just took forever to get to the point that we know where you want to be. It was like and also we've seen this plot device in Skyfall. It's yeah. completely the same thing, you know? Oh, in that case, they thought he was dead and he went off for a little bit and then he came back and he was unfit. Is he going to be back in? Is he going to be back in the fold? Is he... And then, oh, no, he suddenly is. And then they eventually then... This film, oh, is he going to be in? Is he... Hi, James. I thought you were dead. I was sat there going, am I watching Skyfall? Like, what is... <laughs> this is so lazy. Like, like it's, it's you know... Because yeah. I honestly thought they were going to set this film five years later... And he would have been with, with Madeline for five years. But obviously, this, the plot device there at the end of the film where he finds out he's a dad, we'll talk about that. Disastrous, but yet, interestingly, I don't know what to think about that. Um, Obviously, they wanted that to happen. So they needed her to disappear. So that's fine. You can still have what you had happen, happen. <laughs> that, that to me, was like... It's one of my biggest bugbears is when, when a film is overly long. But for me, it was irritating that there was 45 minutes of this film that that, that just took too long to get anywhere and they drop an action scene in. Do you know what I mean? Just to, to, to remind you you're watching a Bond film. That's what I was going to say. So are we ready to give out a five and then we can move on to having a general conversation? Yeah, I yeah, think go so. Go on. Go on. Uh, go, on. We'll go around Matt first, Then Ted, go on. Yep. Uh, three. Three. Two and a half.
2: I'm going to be
0: honest.
1: Oh, two out of five I've got to give it two out of five I can't I was about to give it another half but it's <laughs> it's one of those things where now we'll talk about it in the greater good but like it's one of those things where I tried not I try to like it I tried to not be Reese after watching Star Trek Star Trek generations or you know we' we're, we're an iconic character that I absolutely love is just killed off and given a really, really bad death in some ways. You know, Captain Kirk fell off a bridge, you know, and I was like, oh, yeah. good God, let him go down with a ship at least. <laughs> um, and, you know, but I, it wasn't, it, I didn't have want to have that immature reaction. And it is an immature reaction because it's all about a fictional character. But, and I've tried to have that kind of step away from it and and to be honest with you, I kind of realized that I was grieving. I was going through the I was literally going, I was actually going through the stages, you know. Yeah. I was bargaining, I was angry, I was I was, you know, trying to try to trying to you know fathom it and then and then acceptance. And like, okay, that's how they've ended Daniel Craig's era. And that's that's what I'm trying to, that's what I've done with it. I've gone, okay, those five films are a version. And it's like, it's like the Dark Knight trilogy of Batman. It's like, it's like, it's, like, it's that, you know? Um, but the more I stood away from it, the more I picked up moments and things that were lazy or or really, That my main gripe isn't them killing him off. It, it's, and it's not really him having, having a, a, a family that he can't really talk about and get to talk about it or in being a dad or, or or um because all that as an idea and the same as killing them off is an interesting idea and they've gone with that and that's what they've done with this version you know and like you kind of go okay uh, that's fine it's more for me it's the like we've touched upon it's the lazy use of past movies and themes like in skyfall we had moments but like you said tez earlier it was the 50th anniversary special movie and, and you were forgiving about it in some ways you know and, and, and the, the, the car was in casino i won it in a card game so that's part of the entire era anyway and they explained that you know tip of the hat there's the tip of the hat and then it's ramming it down your your throat that you're going to feel this way because this is how you felt when he lost his wife when you listened to the same music back in the 60s. Mm. You had Hans Zimmer and you're telling me you couldn't come up with an original piece of music to to, to give the tragedy and, and, and the moment that it deserved with some new Newness with if you're going to go all out and do your version of of a of the Bond film and have your your five film version adventure end with Bond coming out of retirement he finds out he's he's actually a dad and the tragedy is he has to you know commit suicide to make sure that his daughter will never get sick yeah that's what James would do you know you know that's what James would do and that's what that's what I I honestly don't have a gripe with it because if he's going to go out and he's going to save his family by doing it, hell yeah, he would. But it's more the lazy nostalgia trips. All the good moments, really, in the film that you would class as Bondian are taken from the past, which doesn't exist Mm -hmm. in this universe. Do you know what I mean? That's my gripe. That's my... Anger. It is. It like you said, Tessa. It could have been. It could have been so good, and you know, it could have been so good when you get past the grief. When you get past that first reaction of like, you fucking did what? You know, or or you get past that. What? What? Yeah. And you have that reflection in that moment, and you 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 should be able to then go, okay, that's what happens here.
0: In terms of how it sits within, like Craig's. Era. era era it it feels very for want of the be better word disposable yes because i think really and truly um having his bond go off at the end of spectre with madeline was an would have been would have been a way to to wrap that up hmm. um okay. it it it's not without its good bits. I will be honest. There are bits of it I did like. It wasn't a complete and utter shit show. <laughs> um, and I think they've. <laughs> My concern is what comes next, because obviously, I, James Bond will return. That was Very large on yeah. the screen.
1: The end. James fans, Bond. Over do time. not freak out do not this is not the end yeah. this is the end of this one
0: obviously new, there will be a new james bond obviously. a new actor yeah um you know jamie dornan I can, I don't know, idris elba whoever whoever it will be it will be now then there are two things there are two ways they can go with it uh one is a complete new start so uh there's no Ray Finds no Naomi Harris, no Ben Wishaw. Um th- that team is gone and you are starting completely fresh with a new Bond, a new M, new MI6 maybe, whatever. Or they try and do what they did with Bond and keep like the the link with obviously their uh, Judy Dentures M. Yeah, she was a different made, Yeah then they keep ray finds M. yeah it didn't fit this is going to sound really weird it really didn't feel necessary the entire thing just didn't feel needed no that's not to say i didn't enjoy it but it just if you look at how it how it sits in the wider kind of thing of it also I'm sorry. Just to go back, you know, the thing, the nostalgia thing. Yeah. This yeah. idea of him going to Vesper's grave as yeah. some form of lying it in the past.
1: I didn't really see that me at all. It made, it made no sense.
0: It. I. I get the idea behind it. The execution just didn't work. Because the whole point of quantum Astrology
1: is he got his closure at the end of that film. Exactly, we've seen the closure. We did
0: a whole film yeah. about the closure and yeah. closure. <laughs> so that idea went a bit awry for me. But also, then how? And it's also the 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 jump that Bond makes that automatically it has to be Madeleine that betrayed him. Yeah that didn't sit well with me either it was too easy the other thing also was that it was far too obvious for me anyway that the um what's his what's his chops the the guy who was working with lighter oh with a villain um, yeah yeah too obvious i'm sorry it was like it's just like he's it's like oh he's smiling oh he's all this it's like yeah it's because he's it's because he's on the it's because he's working for the villains Here's another thing for you. Here we go. Have a think of that. Here we go. No, I just want to ask your opinion on on this particular bit, because for me it was one bit that really, if you think about stuff that could have been left out, um, Blofeld. Yeah. Was there really any point in him being in the film? No.
1: And this is something I was going to uh, say, was... Um, right. Like, to me, the film was an exercise in wrapping up Daniel Craig's era and and carrying on the second coming kind of vibe of, of it. And, you know, we have to finish every every avenue, every storyline that we've ever set up in one film now. We have to finish it off you. And and the way they did that was by killing them all off. Mm. This is his friend Felix Leiter that you haven't seen since 2008. Dead. Hmm. You remember, remember the last film called Spectre, all about Spectre. You remember Spectre that we didn't have the copyright for for years, but then we did get them back. So we did a whole film called Spectre, and we introduced his long lost um, adopted brother that we never knew anything about. And by the way, he's the he's the mastermind behind everything, including Quantum. Remember Quantum, but well, they weren't Quantum. They were Spectre. Remember Casino Royale, all that involved. There was all behind it was Spectre. Remember the bad guy from Skyfall. Remember Skyfall, that massively psychopath. We'd had a plan that made no sense, but anyway, we digress. They all behind it was Spectre. Remember Spectre, yeah they're all fucking dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you are dead. And you're like, hmm. are you fucking kidding me? Like, I
0: invested, hmm.
1: I've invested, for fuck's sake, over a decade and a half in this bond. And dead. Well, they're dead. I mean, they're all dead.
0: <laughs> you can argue. That, you could argue that it's, it's clearing the boards it's just, so that but it was the just next... There
1: there's no need. There was no need at all. Like, it would have been, it would have been far more interesting, right, if... Saffron, Saffron was 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 working for Spectre and he t- took leadership of Spectre and you Blowfoot was just then end up rot was rotting in a cell and was useless. And that would have been that would have been interesting. You know what I mean? That would have been do you know I mean? And finally Spectre would have killed Bond. That would have been a nice little thing, you know? And there's all these moments you just think this okay, if you're gonna do that, but there's better ways of doing it. Mm. And oh there's this <laughs>
0: Well, that I'm sorry. You've just—I mean, you've just summed the film up
1: for oh, me yeah. there. Right, Matt, for God's sake, you speak. because We've been talking for
2: ages. It's on the grand scheme of kind of like sins that this film commits. It was just something that I was watching, and it just I'm calling it the Marvel Fallout. The <laughs> uh, <laughs> all the all of Craig's Bond films have to link up. Why? Mm.
0: Yeah.
2: Why, why? Why is is this? Is this because of Marvel now? Is this yeah. part of the Marvel, the Marvel blueprint? That if you've got a franchise, every single film, it's it's all got a all got a link. In in. So- I
1: would agree with you. Why couldn't it just be each? Each film should just be a Bond film. It should be the next Bond film. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't have to. We shouldn't have to. Hope for. do you know what we're talking about when it goes on from here? I want it to like just be a little bit more self-contained. Matt, say something in the name of God. We've
2: been talking for ages. I've, 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 that, that, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Thank <laughs> you. I, I can't. Yeah.
1: When, I'll ask a question. When did you boys um, twig on that Bond was a dad? Because I twigged at a certain point. I, I'd like...
0: I'll be honest with you. I had that spoiled for me. Oh, did you?
1: Oh. No.
0: Was that a or was it a friend or? No, I had I had Bond being a father spoiled for me. I hadn't had it spoiled I think I'd have prob I think I'd have twigged at the end of the opening sequence. Right. Because she says when she says, James, I've got something to tell you when they're in the car.
1: Yeah.
0: And then when she's on the train, she's actually hold she's got her hand on her stomach.
1: That's when I spoiled it. Was that hand? She yeah. she clasps. She clasps her stomach. Yeah, and and it's she's, it's, it's, she's holding in like this And I was Are like, you? I was like, right, she's pregnant.
0: Except for the fact that she then turns around and goes, "He's not yours. She's not yours. She's not yours." Yeah, and then goes, "Oh, actually, she does have your eyes." I'm like, "Oh, come on, Matt." When did did you spot it? I didn't spot. I didn't spot it. I've kind of like tempted now. It's like,
2: oh. That, 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 yeah, I want to watch that again now. But yeah, like Tess said with the whole, oh, she's not yours, it's like, mm, I think you're fine. I think you're fine.
0: What would <laughs> be more interesting is if she, if, if it, actually she hadn't been.
2: That
1: would
0: be more interesting. And, and Madeline had had a life, had been able to have a life of some description, and then Bond comes back into it and ruins it. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame that it wasn't better.
1: Matt, what do you think would be the wise next move? Where do you see the the franchise going next? And not so much who the actor will be, but like where do you think they should go? What they should do? For you,
2: I think they need to wreck on it. I think they need to, I think start start afresh, start anew, and. they need to make it it sounds a weird thing to say they need to make it more bond if they can do if they can try and, f- for me my favorite bond film of the craig is spectre yeah it it was the most bond it people complained it was like oh there was too many jokes it was it, but but that's that's bond it, it's, it's the whole the, that kind of fantasy i thought they got the balance right yeah yeah Um, do that, get, do that, but have the whole kind of Craig, like Craig did with Bond and have his emotions on the surface. Do that. Yeah. All for it. But we need to, yeah, it needs to start afresh now. I'm going to put this out there.
1: Um, this is what, now,
2: if someone turned around to me and said, "Reese, what,
1: what's your pitch? What would you do to make a Bond film? And if I was asked that at this point, gentlemen, this is what I would say watch the production would go forward and make. This is how egotistical I am. Um, <laughs> this is what I do. I would, like you said, retcon it, but I'd, do, I'd go one, one, one step more. And it's after I watched um, the Man From U.N.C.L.E. movie with Guy Ritchie. Oh, such a good film. Right? What I would do to retcon it, and also to be absolutely different from Daniel Craig era... I wouldn't set Bond in the modern era. My Bond film mm-hmm. and my Bond film moving forward would, wouldn't would even be set in the 60s. I'd set it at the time of the character in the books. It'd be set in the 50s, post-World War II, mid-1950s, and it would be a um, period peace action film, and it would be a Bond, and you'd go Bondian. I just mean have the setting be in the 50s, massively in the Cold War, after World War II, get back to where... Um, the technology doesn't uh, isn't in the way of storytelling as in like uh the super spy the super secret agent um you know have have that kind of jeopardy back uh, and yeah i would i and now you've got the copyright i would have specter involved but not straight away that's what i would do i would have it set in the period i'd have it um very stylized uh, all the suits all the cars all, all of it you know all of it have that feel of 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 early bond very bondian but yet yeah, modern tourist storytelling and and set in the fifties and go back to go back to the books, but not not to the point where you lose your female audience that like now enjoy the films. There's got to be a balance between the two. That for me would be a radical. That would be a radical retcon, a radical change, a radical idea. And you would by setting the fifties, you'd be able to uh, to to do. The character, as in the books, as in the time period, more than than like I said, the misogyny overly. You know, you you, you know, you don't have to have James absolutely like he was in the books in the fifties. You can have you you can get the balance right, you know. Um, and you know, is it so wrong that he he, he sleeps with, with a number of women? Uh, you know, it, it's, it's 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 not it's not deemed the best behavior in the world, but that's, he's a flawed man to show it, you know, and, and, but whatever you do, don't, don't do what they did in Goldfinger. That would be (laughs) the interesting um, twist and making it a little bit fresh. And, you know, that's what I would do. That's what I would like to see as well is, is, is that element of, like you said, Bondian, that, that, that event movie, that, like all of Daniel Craig's movies, there's only Casino Royale where you go. Uh, there's the the parkour sequence. Like every other one, doesn't have really a massively stand out action sequence. Actually, that's a lie. Uh, the opening Spectre with the helicopter sequence is phenomenal. Mm. That is so bonding yeah. and large. And I literally watch that and go, "How did you do this?" Um, but it's it's that. A lot of money. it's that. That is what I would say. That's
0: All my bitch right. voice. Do you want to make it?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah go on then. Go on, then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go on. So that is our uh, cathartic cathartic uh, <laughs> well said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, musings on uh, No Time to Die. The next show that we'll be doing will be our 10th anniversary. We've been doing this for 10 years. Can you believe 10 it? 10 whole years. Whinging and talking so we'll be... about films for 10 years so we'll be looking back at uh what we've been doing over, doing over those 10 years the achievements that we've uh made a bit of self-indulgence so uh yeah please join us for for that our next show
1: if you enjoyed what you've heard and if you want to know more about us, Watches Productions, you can find out everything about us and all the shows we do over at watchesproductions.com.